0: Pastoring one church is challenging, but going from pastoring eight churches at once in a district to pastoring one church with a full-time staff of six or seven leaders requires an adjustment in the pastor's leadership. Pastor Harold Alomia was just that pastor. He was happy and faithful serving eight churches and is happy and faithful now pastoring one college church. You don't want to miss this program. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Harold, welcome to Ministry in Motion. Thank you
1: for the invitation, Ivan, I really appreciate it.
0: Man, it's an honor to have you, and so pastoring eight churches, <laughs> and now you're at a college church where you have a full-time staff. Yeah. Um, man, what adjustments did that require, on all levels? <laughs> <laughs> that is,
1: Thank you, that is a great question. Um, it, it required a lot of adjustments. Um, there's adjustments in, in knowing that in a district you are, uh, you're it, Yeah. you know, you're it uh, for most everything in spite of the delegation that you might do to the elders or to the lay people, you're it, uh, to understanding that you're not it by yourself, that mm. now you can rely on a team, that there's a team of pastors that can do and take care of different aspects Uh, of the church work so that you can focus on one particular aspect that you are uh, specifically called upon in this particular context of of college pastoring. Okay. Um, and, And in this case it would be preaching. You know sure uh, so in the collegiate context the, it, it seems that the the, the the key things for the lead pastor are leadership visioning and preaching those are your key things so mm. the other aspects can be and should be uh, delegated to your team of, of pastors Got it. Um, the other would probably be the um, the adjustment of um, the expectations that are placed upon you mm. Um because in in the district, especially in a rural district, you're not as visible sure. as you are now on a college campus. Right. Um, there, th- th- It's different. Not that one is better than the other or that you're more important. It's right. just different. You can't
0: have office hours in eight churches like you can at your college church.
1: Slightly complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Kind of curveball there, right? Uh, so
1: yeah, you know there is not a, an office that you go to, um, sure. And there is not the level of scrutiny perhaps that that extends throughout um, more people than just your district. Got it. You know because now all of a sudden there's people from other places looking and seeing and watching and observing um, that you don't even know are there. So it's a different, it's a different dynamic. It, it, it makes you, uh, it, you have to adjust
0: to it. And I want to dig a little deeper in that. Uh, no. But before I do, your family, I mean, did you have children pastoring eight no. churches? <laughs> did your wife have an adjustment now that you don't have yeah. to drive hours on Sabbath? No,
1: no, <laughs> we don't have to drive hours on Sabbath or Friday. No, um, we, yes, the family definitely adjusts. Um, we did not have children in, in the district. Um, we were by design, or by design. We were uh, okay. a, a, a young, fresh uh, couple out of seminary. You know, <laughs> younger than we are now, um, and we we just decided not to have children for for a bit. So we we enjoyed that time alone for ourselves. Sure. Um, once we got to first. Uh, a single church, Campion Academy, and then to the College View Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, we were, that's when we had children. I can see the adjustment is, is time for family. Okay. Um, because, yes, in a larger district, though there are more churches, there are less um, demanding constraints on your time. Ah. Uh, because most of those churches already are functioning on themselves. You have to go and, and do different things, but they are – it's almost like a self-sufficient thing. Sure. And it's not that a big church isn't self-sufficient, but mm-hmm. there are more demands with more committees you sit on, more things that you do, more time yes. that you spend. So if, if, if I am not um, – if, if I don't tell my time where to go, Okay. my time will just disappear into things that i sometimes wonder now why did i spend so much time on this i understand and then wife and daughter will be wondering where is dad yeah um and you you don't you don't want to do that so right. it's it's been a difficult adjustment i'm still adjusting to it i have by no means Learned and become an expert at time management. Sure, but it's a process of constantly reminding myself. Oh yeah, uh, let's spend time with with family. Mm. Yeah.
0: What about um, ministry preparation, sermons? Uh, oh, you don't have eight board meetings. I don't know if you made no. eight, but no. <laughs> you, you do have one. We've got one board meeting. Yeah. So uh, what about preparation for things? Funerals? Are there more funerals? Are there more? weddings uh, yeah. being on a college campus so
1: it, you do see more funerals more weddings uh you see more you, you don't see eight board meetings a month which would have been impossible <laughs> to do um but um that is where you can rely on the team okay so i don't do every funeral mm. what's more in a in, in the context in which I am there one of our pastors who recently retired he's the one who's been there for 32 years. Wow so you know he's doing the funerals mm. and it's not because they don't love any of us on the staff. he's been their pastor for 32 years. Right. so I don't do every funeral right. I don't do every wedding. Um, board meetings you do have to prepare for that um, and uh, you know preparation for, for committees or for, uh, for preaching that's where, once again, you can rely on your team to take care of certain things so that you can focus on the preparation time for uh, preaching, which is essential in, in my current uh, ministerial role. Yeah. Uh, so it, it allows for that ability to, to work better and to work in a smoother process. Though you do have these various responsibilities, there's a team that works with you, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing.
0: You know, when we come back, I want to talk to you about teen Mm -hmm. and I want to talk to you about working and rubbing shoulders every day with young adults. Yes. And young people, Mm -hmm. Uh, because in a district that may not have always been the case. No. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back for more on Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. I'm talking with Pastor Harold Alomia about an interesting journey from pastoring eight churches Mm -hmm. to now pastoring a college university church. Uh, Man, let's talk about team. Let's dive deep. Um, You had a team pastoring eight churches. Yeah. But now you probably are more concentrated in that, you're at one church, mm-hmm. and you have associates. Yes. Um, tell me about your concept of team. How did the district pastoring mm-hmm. prepare you for leading a team? Oh man,
1: that is a great question, Ivan. Um, and it's it, there's a lot to unpack on that uh, when we talk about team. Um, and it's true in a district, you do you have a team. Um, you have a team of, of elders, a team of, 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 of folk that that are already there, that you that you need to rely on because they're the ones that are permanent from and different from the transitional uh, aspect of your ministry. They've been sure. there, sure. Uh, so you and will be there. They <laughs> will be there. They are still there. Yes. So you must rely on them. It is absolute foolishness. To not rely on the people uh, that are there, which is which brings uh, answers. One of the things, one of the aspects that that district pastoring taught me is that you need to understand that you are not the smartest person in the room, mm. and you have to be okay with that. Sure. And I personally am absolutely okay with not being the smartest person in the room. Totally yeah. fine with that. Amazing. Uh, you have to be. Aware that there are a lot of blind spots in your life, okay, that you need to have other people take care of. Got uh, it. You know, so so that is one of the aspects of district pastoring that that though is is different is also similar. Mm. I think district pastoring also teaches this aspect of humility and understanding that though you might be the one, the guy, okay, you're not the guy. Sure. You're. In many spe- aspects, I think we're, we're, we're the water boy, you know, <laughs> ministries. I'm, I'm the water boy. I bring yes. water. That's it. He's the guy and we work through him. Yes. So keeping that mentality for transitioning from that district into a, a single church where, where there are associates, I work with people. Okay. Uh, they don't work for me. There's a difference. Sure. They're my associates. They're not my subordinates. Okay. We, we're part of a team. Yes, I understand that I'm the lead pastor. Right. But these are my partners in ministry. And um, it's keeping that aspect of understanding that I, I'm not the es- expert in, at the College of Church on young adults. That's my young adult pastor. Got she it. knows what's up. Right. Uh, my discipleship pastor, she knows what's up. And I rely on her for this. Uh, my administrative pastor, he knows what's up. Sure. I don't need to be the expert in that area. Got it. And and youth ministry, the same thing. So we we it, it allows us to have a cohesive um, synergy mm. in which we all bring our talents to the table for the benefit of the church community for the benefit of the people, for how we are gonna share the gospel in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. So we all bring our talents and what and uh, what the Lord has gifted us to do, to, to use it in this community, in this church community, and how this church community is gonna affect the larger community for Christ. That's really what this is all about. Hmm. And if, uh, I believe that the district teaches you that. It teaches you the humility of understanding that in the small places, you need
0: to be joyful and you need to be happy
1: mm. um, because that's, that's where you learn it,
0: you know? Uh, was your goal to leave the district? Uh, uh,
1: Not at the time. Um, was it wasn't. No. Uh, in fact, uh, the conference wanted to move us, um, and we, we said, no, thank you. Mm. Um, we're pretty happy where we are. Wow. The second time they came around, uh, b- the first time we, we prayed about it, and we said, okay, Lord, if if you want us out, you'll get us out. But for this time, we're just going to say, no, thanks. We're going to stick around because we liked it. I can see us perhaps if we would have stayed a lot longer in that district, uh-huh. if we would have uh, began to have children in that district, not because we don't like the district, but because of the dynamics. And, and, and you get tired of driving you know, 220 miles every six, week, every six weeks one way, so 440 miles every weekend, every six weekends, you get a little tired of it. I can mm. see tired, um, uh, tiredness, uh, fatigue, sure. you know, being a, a, a factor in, like, maybe we want to leave, mm. but it wasn't because we didn't like the people or we didn't like the district. Got it. You know, but at the time we, we were very happy to stay and we stayed on. So I never really thought of, oh, man, one day I'm going to make it big. I'm going to go to the big old mega church. <laughs> I, I just I just enjoyed my time. We both my wife and I, we enjoyed our time in that district. and We look fondly at it, actually.
0: You know, often when people are looking for something, mm-hmm. God sometimes doesn't give it. And sometimes, you know, when you're young, you come out of school, you're ready to change the world. Right. Uh, Why would it be best for you in Mm -hmm. order to pastor the Union Church Mm -hmm. to go through those eight churches? What would you say to a younger pastor who says, I don't need to pastor a district. I know my gifts. I want to be in a city or I want to pastor Mm -hmm. one congregation. Any response to that?
1: I (laughs) <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question, and I think it, it really depends on, on yeah, the individual giftedness of each one of us. Okay. You know, uh, maybe there are some of us that are not really, you know, gifted for a district but gifted for a unique set of talents for media or whatever. I Sure. I don't know. I do know that if the attitude is I'm too good for that, mm. then you're not good for it at all. Okay, you, you, you can't have the attitude of I'm too good for a district or this is below me sure and and maybe it's the reason why God uh, Took me through that journey. Sure. You know, I I, I remember vividly being at pastors uh, uh, at at conference at workers meetings uh-huh. and and Jesus has a sense of humor and I believe in a sense of humor and uh <laughs> I heard about that district and they introduced the pastor of that district. And I had this snarky little like, I'd never take that district. I'd never go there. Went to the seminary. When I graduated from the seminary and I got the phone call from the Rocky Mountain Conference, guess what district they were telling me to go to? When you said you That would. exact same district. <laughs> and I remember vividly vividly my own voice was echoed into my mind of like, I would never take that district. Mm. And I believe that there was a moment of Jesus laughter of saying, (laughs) you got some stuff to learn, kid (laughs) go. So yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Harold, this is rich. Stay with us and you stay with us as well. You're watching ministry in motion. Welcome back. You're watching Ministry in Motion. I am with Pastor Harold Alomia. We've been talking about pastoring eight churches mm-hmm. in a district, and now you're pastoring a college church. Mm-hmm. You get to rub shoulders with young people, young adults every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. How is that different from pastoring eight churches in a district? Um,
1: well, there is a difference Uh, That's a good question. There is a difference in that in that in that particular district, we were one of the youngest people uh, in that district. And now uh, the college students especially like to refer to me as old, uh, which I am not yet. Uh, But there is a difference. Um, I think the difference is between the and even in a church, in a college church uh, context in which I am, you have. Still, the older members, sure, and and there's more young people. Um, there's the somehow keeping the dream alive, and the vision alive, and the spark alive, and the hopefulness alive for the young folks, for Mm -hmm. for our younger young adults, for letting them know that yes, these are things, and and the and and how current things mesh with the gospel, and how it stays relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time, speaking to the older generation, the the seasoned veterans of the church, yeah. and, and telling them that that is also what, what we need to do. So it's not just me. Mm. It's not just me when I teach the class. I teach a class at Union College uh, uh, during the fall semester, Christian Beliefs. So it's not just me when I teach that class or when I interact with the students on, on campus, but it's, it's all of us that are Not of a college age, okay. uh, Kind of breathing hope and 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 relevance to the younger minds, because they are the now of the church. Yeah. So if they don't see it modeled in us, you know, if they don't see this this gospel modeled in us, it it kind of just they 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 don't want to be part of it. You know, that's that's where our young people are today.
0: You know, it's interesting, Harold, uh, you probably didn't pastor that many generations of people in your district, Hmm. but I'm sure, you know, any given Sabbath or worship experience, you have maybe builders to Gen Z. Oh, yeah. I mean, all in between. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, that would pose a challenge for most. Yeah. Was there an adjustment for you? Oh, Yeah. Um, you know, in in being able to speak to all of these generations mm-hmm. who hear Harold Alamea differently.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it it's always a challenge. Um, and there I mean, there are t- I, 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 again, it's one of those things that I haven't figured out. And and if I ever do, I, I'll be happy to tell you how <laughs> I figured it out. Um, but there there are times that I will say things um, that don't bode well with uh are our, our seasoned uh, veteran members. Mm. And there are times that I say things that don't bode well with the young uh, members at the church. Sure. Uh, that they just think that um, I'm too old-fashioned or, <laughs> or, oh, Pastor Harold doesn't, he's not, uh, they call it woke enough these days, you know, <laughs> he's, he doesn't understand. Right. But you have to live in that tension, it feels, in this particular context. And in all contexts, you have to be able to address things that, that some might hear differently, but hopefully through, through the differences, they can hear the, the one common thing, which is, this is the gospel.
0: Got you know? it, got it. Yeah. Let's talk about you for a moment, Harold. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a story that I've kind of watched from afar, oh. and God has uh, blessed you tremendously. And, um, yeah. But what about you? What has been your learning curve or growth curve mm-hmm that God has brought you through. The, the place you said you weren't gonna go, God <laughs> sent you, and now he's given you huge responsibility. Yeah. Um, what, have you, what have you learned from these pastoral assignments? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you growing uh, towards as a leader? What are some of your passions?
1: Um, man, those are great questions. Uh, what I've learned I think if there's one lesson that I can, that, I can, that comes to my mind is in, this, in ministry, you, when, you, when you decide to be a pastor and you decide to follow the path of ministry, it's easier and it's better for you to rely on God's planning mm. than on your own. Okay. Um, because you, we're kind
0: of not our own. You know, I, you mean ordering our own steps? Yeah, or... like in, in
1: ten years, I'm gonna be president okay. of such and such. I, <laughs> if you want to have a goal, sure, knock sure. yourself out. Sure. In in my experience, it seems that God has a way of of forging goals into different aspects. I, when I was a college student, I I thought myself that I was gonna be a professor. Mm. You know, that I was I wasn't gonna be a pastor. Okay. You know, my dad was a pastor. My grandpa's both were pastors. I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a professor. <laughs> yeah. Jesus had other plans. <laughs> so if there's one lesson I've learned, and I think I'm still learning, is never say never. Yeah. Never say I'm never going to that district, <laughs> and um, and understand that when he guides your ministerial career, uh, your path, it's yeah. going to be a lot better. Um, as far as a leadership curve, I I think. The other thing is that you should never stop learning. Okay. Um, don't think that you've arrived because, you know, you're at the college church. Now you have arrived. Actually, you just started. Yeah. Um, and the fresher that that is in my mind, uh, the, the better I'm reminded that, one, this is not my path. It's his path to take. I submitted my life to his path, to mm-hmm. his guidance and that I haven't arrived. There's so much more to learn. There's what you don't, what they say, there's there's what you don't know, Right. what you don't know you know, and what you know you don't know. So there's a lot that you don't know. Sure, sure. And the more I can keep that in mind, the more open I am to learning more stuff, to, mm. to being humble about, uh, and that's another thing, humility, pivotal sure. in this type of stuff. So um, passions, aside from, uh, Aside from the gospel, which is a very good church answer, uh, <laughs> uh, soccer, uh, photography, uh, cooking, uh, my family, my wife, my daughter, those are, those are, are, are passions of mine. I, I really enjoy time for that, and I try to seek time for those things.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, let's stay in touch. This is a great journey. Absolutely. And uh, someone wrote a book, God. Uh, what was the name of that book? God wrote it, and I'm in it. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a wonderful story. Undeservedly in it yes. that you that you shared. Thank you for Thanks being with us on Ministry of Motion. Will you come back? If you
1: guys have me, sure. I'd <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> All right. God thank bless you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Thanks for being with us today. We had a great conversation with Pastor Harold Alomia about the challenges and blessings of going from pastoring a district of eight churches to pastoring one church with a staff of six ministry leaders. We learned from him that team matters, whether in a district or on a college campus. Number two, we learned that empowering others is essential. Number three, work just as faithfully, no matter where your ministerial assignment or responsibility is. Then lastly, Pastor Harold emphasized having humility as you serve. Thanks for being with us on Ministry in Motion. Whether you are a pastor or ministry leader, faithfulness to your calling is what the Lord requires.